Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. This is the Online Friends Simulator, because everyone can use a friend, even online. I am Francis, a.k.a. the other guy, and apparently now, a.k.a. Joystick. Don't ask, it's dumb. <laughs> we are bra Brack. We are Brack with a brand new show here to help you out during times where you just feel like you need a friend. And this is what the show is all about. It's there to be a friend to anyone who needs it. It's uh, part personal blog. It's part ramble. It's part unsolicited advice. But all in all, it's there in the hopes of helping people find those connections and helping me find a connection with you all. So I hope all of you are doing well. Please let me know how you're doing, what's going on, how you're preparing, I guess. Is preparing the right word? <laughs> Maybe. For the upcoming Valentine's Day. Exciting, exciting, right? Everyone loves Valentine's Day. It's the day of candy. Well, Halloween's the day of candy. But it's the day of heart-shaped conversation candy, which I did not purchase this year. I really feel bad. I should probably buy it. Bad in the sense of because I like it. And I should probably get it. But also, hey... Another year single. <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> I'll be talking a little bit about that later on in the show. <laughs> but for now, um, you know, because hey, we're all friends here. We're all we're all hanging out. Let's find out what's going on in this part of the woods. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Yes, how are you? And how am I? Well, I'm doing alright. I originally recorded this show last week. Not last week, I was busy last week. I originally recorded the show ooh, earlier in the week, right before the uh, Chinese New Year. And then I recorded right on Chinese New Year. <laughs> and then I'm recording it now. And I have learned something. Something incredibly valuable. Don't record a podcast under oh, the influence of like four or five hours of sleep. You realize you can't get your thoughts straight when you haven't had no sleep. And you just start to just say stuff out of your butt like you, like you know what you're doing. It's a bad idea. Don't do it, folks. Don't do it. You know, don't, uh, don't podcast under the influence of lack of sleep. But uh, I'm... It's the weekend. I should probably start doing it during the weekends. I'm wide awake, uh, like that song says. And so, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I will uh, talk about a couple of things. A couple of things. Uh, first off, I want to talk about a fandom because it's been on my mind lately. No, I'm not going to talk about Persona, even though I do have an update on that. Uh, I guess I should talk about that real quick. You know, I was talking about. Maybe on here, maybe not on here, but on other podcasts. I know I mentioned it. I feel like I say it a lot, but I was planning and may still be planning to go to Japan. Oh, Japan. The uh, Land of the Rising Sun, I think it was once called. I was planning to go to hopefully attend a concert for the Persona Live concert, but unfortunately, every avenue I took to purchase tickets continued to prove fruitless as you can only get them if you live there, which is a bummer. I really, really want to buy tickets. They just changed it this year so that only people who are locals can purchase tickets. I am so upset. I'm so sad. I really, really wanted to go. I don't know if I feel like it's worth going without that there as kind of an anchor to go. So, I don't know. If someone out there who's listening knows someone who happens to live in Japan, I will, yes, I, I would happily help or uh, compensate for anyone who wants to buy me a ticket to the Persona Live concert 2019. Ugh, jeez. Anyway, aside from that, uh, there's one fandom that I don't think anyone, I don't, I don't know anyone else is into that fandom. The other thing that it, that only one person I know is into this type of fandom and really isn't into it as much as I am is Dave, the drummer and this fandom that I'm into that I've been really kind of hoping I've, I've been trying to like 
be evangelical of its what I think is its humor and its fun to other people. And that is UK comedy and being an Anglophile in general, really. Like, I know a lot of people who watch Doctor Who. Doctor Who is a geek staple. A lot of people like Doctor Who. My first episode was with uh, David Tennant and, um, uh, God, her name is like at the tip of my tongue and I can't seem to, the woman who played Donna Noble in the, uh, in this, in that, uh, series. And I've been hooked ever since. I watched the entire series. I'm continuing to, continuing to watch it despite not even liking the series a little bit now. <laughs> I am not enjoying this latest season or I didn't enjoy the latest season and didn't even bother to procure the usually lauded. Well, it was a Christmas special. Then they turned it into a new, new year's special. So, uh, needless to say, I think that their decisions lately have just not been the best. Either way, so Doctor Who is is like a like a staple of being an Anglophile that I think everywhere yeah, there's enough people who like that. Same with Money Python, which was kind of my first introduction into this kind of um, media. Um, it introduced me to like the the you know the, the comedy and the, the jokes and stuff like that. That's kind of where a lot of my humor. Uh, sense of humor um, stems from is that kind of just uh, almost non sequitur type of humor. But anyway, so there's that, you know, but, but the thing that I really have been like enjoying are their panel shows and their food. I like their food. <laughs> I've had some of their food. I've had the English breakfast. I've had the Irish breakfast. I've had the, you know, the Cornish pasties and the treacle and all that good stuff. So I've had that stuff. Needless to say, I've had that stuff. But I really want to talk about their panel shows. They are so good. And for those of you not in the know, these panel shows are where they gather a bunch of comedians to do some pretty random things. Like there's a show right now that I'm very much into called Would I I Lie to You? Where they just exchange anecdotes and stories uh, between two teams. And the other team has to determine whether or not they're lying or telling the truth. And it's so, to me, it's just like so entertaining. Uh, Before that, it was 9 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Where they just literally do math problems and word scrambles. That's the show. And I think in the one that's not related to 9 out of 10 Cats, which is, I believe, a... um, well, nine out of ten cats is a show that that exists separate. Um, that is all about uh, surveys and stuff, kind of like a kind of like a Family Feud, but um, just again amongst the panel of comedians, and they combined it with Countdown, which is again the <laughs> the show about adding stuff up and and, and scramble and scrambling some words, uh, letters, and. I believe the original, I could be wrong. I, I didn't d- deep dive into the original countdown, but I believe their prize in the original countdown was a teapot. I could totally be wrong. It could have been a joke, but that's my understanding. Anyway, and before that was QI with Stephen Fry and me dropping bottles. I'm not going to take that out. You get to hear the bottle drop because I pointed, I gesticulated, and I knocked the bottle over from my desk. Um, Stephen Fry. Uh, he hosted a show for the show QI for a very long time. He's so funny. And it's just, just, it's called quite interesting. It's just like history and facts and like debunking stuff. And it's just, it's just a fun show. And I really enjoyed this stuff. And I try to share it with other people and no one is interested. They see the links and they're like, meh, meh. So I throw it out there to anyone out to who to anyone who has kind of similar interests and and stuff. Do, do you guys have stuff that where you're you're the only one interested in it and nobody else is nobody else cares that you you know about that kind of humor and how do you deal with that? Like, because for me, I want to share that stuff with people. I want to share what made me laugh. You know, like there'll be um, there'll be the you know there's there's one QI uh uh clip where they do a german baby joke um and you know i'm not gonna it's i'm not gonna do it any justice okay it's the exchange between kind of all these people all these comedians together that really sell the jokes i'm not even gonna try 
But I thought it was hilarious, and then I shared, and nobody cares. So if you're out there and you're one of those people who has a who has an interest or has a hobby or has just a fandom that just no one cares about, and I guess UK comedy is kind of my UK panel shows are kind of my fandom, uh, my side fandom. Let me know. You know, because everyone likes like you know the Graham Norton show, for instance. Like people like that show. Uh, no one I know likes that show, but you know there are people out there who like it. People like you know what Jammy Dodgers are, thanks to Doctor Who. You know, hobnobs. Well, that that I got from Dave the Drummer. So just keep. You know, I just I just want to know. O F S show at gmail dot com, please. All right. The other thing is actually related to Valentine's Day. Oh my God, this show is so different when I'm awake. <laughs> When I'm not, like, recovering from only three or four hours of sleep. This is amazing. Um, The other thing is surprising to me. And it is mildly related to Valentine's Day. So I'm a hoarder. I'll just straight up say it. I am a hoarder. I like to keep things... um, Unfortunately, during the dark times, I lost a lot of stuff that I would have would still have, like lightsabers and wands, and I'm certain other stuff I just can't remember off the top of my head. I have terrible memory about certain things, really good memory about others. I don't know. I'm probably going to have early onstage dementia in a few years and whatnot. It's going to be terrible. But uh, I stumbled upon something that I should have thrown away. Years ago, the moment I got it, I should have thrown it away. But um, when I first received it, I was living out of my car. I didn't really have a place to put it. All my stuff was in a trunk. If someone stole my car, they would have stolen my life. It would have been really weird and really devastating. Um, But yeah, so I, you know, so I, I kept it, and and then you know when I when when things settled down, I just put it away. Didn't ever, never thought about it. Just put it away. And I rediscovered it, trying to look for some stuff. And it really, I thought it would like knock me over if I found this because of its kind of significance. I thought, oh my God, this thing is going to just bowl me over. But it didn't. It, it was actually rather sweet and nostalgic when I discovered it. And what they, what it is, after all that lead up are letters and notes from my ex. And if I had discovered this four or five years ago, I think I would have gone down a spiral of just devastation. I think I would have just been floored. Uh, Even though it had been some time four or five years ago, it had been some time since we separated. I mean, it took me a long time to get over that relationship. It, it, it was, and I get, I mean, I guess after reflection is a very important part of my life. You know, I dedicate a lot of my years to it. It, it meant a lot to me. Um, but I'm not pining for it. I'm not like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm putting all these disclaimers in, but I think it's because I'm, I was surprisingly not really affected other than it was again, sweet nostalgic to read these letters because they were all love letters. They're all letters of love. And it reminded me how much I love love. You know, I, I had, for, you know, for years when I was doing geek love radio, I was like, man, I love love. And I mean, a lot of that stemmed from the previous relationship, but as time passes, obviously, you know, we move on, we forget or not even necessarily forget. We just move on. And, you know, we, you know, we accumulate new experiences and we accumulate new, new feelings and new ideas. And, and, you know, I, I mean, I've been single ever since my last relationship, which was a very long time ago. And it would just, it was just nice to kind of like revisit some things where someone felt so deeply for me and I felt so deeply for them. And I, and I haven't had to, I haven't had to experience that in a very, very long time, but it was, you know, kind of apropos that it happened like a week and a half before Valentine's day felt very, um, I don't know, like, Hey, you know what? Stop being a mopey face and go out there. You love, love, 
go find some love. I bet you'd like some love. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, when we get to the topic, uh, the main topic of the show, you'll understand why I, I haven't tried to pursue it. But it was just, I don't know. It was just very interesting to have rediscovered all of that again. And it made me kind of think back of like how that's not a thing anymore. I don't think, I don't really know. I don't know how many people out there are still writing letters or in this case, emails as well that were printed out. Um, Oddly enough, none of my letters are are emails, but I'm not going to speculate on that. (laughs) You know, it's just odd that it was all the other side of the correspondence. Anyway, beside the point. Um, but yeah, I you know seeing them again and and, and stuff, I I realized wow nobody really I don't know if people really write letters anymore. Maybe it's because texting is obviously easier, but it feels so it feels so ethereal when you do a text. Like it's easy to forget because if you want to go back to a text, you got to scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, there's the text. Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, there's the text. It feels. I don't know, artificial. But when I had these letters in my hand, when I was looking at these letters and reading them, and I read all of them, for some reason, some of them were duplicates. Uh, the emails were, the print were duplicates. It was weird. Anyway, beside the point. So I'm reading, 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 and I'm like, wow. Like, I can, like, if I wanted to, and I won't, and I don't, <laughs> I wanted to, I could, like, Organize this, put into like a thing and like, you know, turn it into a book or something, uh, and reference it, be able to reference anything. You can't do that anymore, you know? There's even software built like Snapchat that's meant to be like instant, like, hey, that's it. Instagram stories, you get it for a day, you're done. So many things are just like short term. Nothing is long term. A letter is long term. If you, if I decide to keep, if I decided to keep all of these <laughs> letters, like I could have them technically forever, right? Like they'll st- always be there. You know, it takes effort to throw them away, obviously, because I hadn't until you know I hadn't until I discovered them. I hadn't thrown them away. Now that I'm now that they're gone, I'm a li- I'm a little upset that they're gone. But at the same time, I mean, you have to move on as well, right? And that's the weird part. You have to take effort to move on. With text, you just what delete the, the the conversation or you delete the picture. I think deleting is much easier than like I have a physical picture of them. I should probably which I don't I never had any of my ex, which is kind of nice. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. Don't have to do the whole burning ritual and stuff that people do. But I just find it fascinating. That there was a, that these physical representations still exist. And it kind of made me pine for the ones that I, the letters I wrote in high school. Oh, yes, folks. I wrote letters in high school and they weren't like romantic letters or love letters. They were letters to my friends that were all female. I don't think I ever wrote to my male friends. But all my female friends wanted to do the, the, you know, the letter writing and the weird, you know, folding of the paper. And I don't know if people do that anymore where you fold it up into little intricate uh, boxes and you have to pull here to unravel it. And it was very, it was like origami, very intricate. I wish I kept them. Or if I have, who knows? I might open a bot, like a box from storage and like, oh, look, here's a box full of letters. I wouldn't be surprised if I kept the ones from high school and you know it's like a yearbook and uh part of me thinks it's kind of important maybe i'm wrong like maybe i'm completely wrong but kind of me kind of i kind of think it's important to have those things because we forget and i don't know it's nice to remember and it's it's just nice every once in a while to remember to to remember our youth to remember what was not because we're stuck in the past but just because it it's sometimes uplifting and it's sometimes just uh i don't know it's sometimes it's 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 it's, nice, it's a nice reminder especially when you're lonely that hey look you had all of these friends once <laughs> and i obviously i'm talking more from my point of view i guess but uh imagine you had friends so many friends anyway I wouldn't mind finding my old high school letters. I bet they're I bet they're terrible. I bet I wasn't I was a 
complete. Well, again, I probably wouldn't have my side, but I'm, I'm fairly certain I was a complete moron when I was in high school. But that is beside the point. That is actually, that shouldn't be surprised to anybody, uh, at all, uh, that I was a, a bit of a, a, a nerd and a ditz back then. But anyway, so is anyone else like this? Does anyone else, uh, has anyone else kept their old letters? Whether it be from an ex or from old friends, I don't know. Um, is it a sign of not moving on if you keep them? Curious if you think that. Like, like I said, I, I didn't know they existed. I got rid of them because I, I got rid of this, this all uh, these letters I'm talking about because I thought I wouldn't have moved on if I didn't get rid of them. But is that true? Do you believe that? I don't know. I believe it. I believe that once it's gone. You're, you've closed that chapter, but was it foolish? Should I have kept them so I can go back to that chapter whenever I want? I don't know. That's up to you to help me out with if you want. And if not letters, do you have old pictures? Do you have old movies, games, anything that uh, just reminds you of the past or that you just re- just had a hard time letting go or may have forgotten and have rediscovered? I'd love to hear about it. OFS show at gmail.com 347-450-4335. If you want to leave a voicemail or text message. Oh, so much plugging for interaction and feedback. I want feedback. I love feedback. Feedback is awesome. Anyway. All right. Well, this part is where um, I don't have a script. So, and I have an, ooh, ooh, ooh. I get to, I get to show off my new soundbite introducing this segment. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Bobby Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it took me a very long time to understand the humor of King of the Hill. I think it's an age thing. I think when you're a kid, you don't really care about King of the Hill. But as you grow older, you're like, King of the Hill. Makes sense. <laughs> I get the funny. I get it. I, it's it's much more subtle. Uh, the jokes aren't in your face. So anyway, just reminded me. Uh, well, obviously. Uh, anyway, beside the point. All right, let's get into the topic. It's going to be Valentine's Day related. Ah, Valentine's Day related. Love. Well, that's not not going to be about love. Actually, it's going to be about dating. I guess sort of. Um. Look, I jeez. I used to do a show, I've mentioned it before, Geek Love Radio. Did it for three, four years. I mean, I did over 200 and some episodes of that show. And went over this a lot of the same topics over and over again. It's, it was a weekly show almost, and it was really hard to come up with something every single week. But fortunately, people downloaded and listened and was having a good time, I think. So that's a good, that's that's good. In this case, though... I feel like bringing it up because it's it's been fascinating for me to watch other people flirt. Yes, yes, I know. I'm watching. I'm being weird and creepy by watching other people flirt. But it's online. It's public. So I guess it's not that weird and creepy. Or is it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Flirting. Um, as you can see, this part isn't scripted like the first half was. It, it's... It's an interesting scenario, flirting. I think flirting nowadays is very difficult. Uh, you will hear, and people will say, well, why is it difficult? What's wrong with flirting? Why, why, why is it difficult to flirt? And I'm certain that everyone has their own opinion on whether or not uh, men should feel threatened when they flirt whether men should be afraid to flirt or whatever. And from my experience, I think that flirting and courting has become so much more nuanced nowadays. And I'm not talking about like fear of, um, I don't know, I guess being seen as a creeper or something, but I think the, you know, obviously fear of rejection and things like that. Sure. That, that, that's a thing that comes with it, but it seems to me, at least from what the internet has told me, 
God, this is this is why I need to script this part. But it, it's last minute. I was really going to talk about listening and talking, but I'm like, that's not Valentine's Day related. And Valentine's Day is like in a few days. I should probably do something Valentine's Day related. And this came up because I've been watching, again, I, I've been noticing and observing people flirting. And the rejection, not just the rejection, but the outright vitriol they get when they uh, do flirt. And I think often it's the approach. A lot of times online, <laughs> the approach is often physical. We talk about, we flirt um, by at, by complimenting a, a physical feature of a person. Uh, why? Well, because oftentimes it's uh, a picture on Instagram or, or something. Um, and it's difficult to know their personality sometimes that way. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing to do the looks thing, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I think that there is a an etiquette to whether or not you should compliment another person on their looks. If you are of equal or greater attractiveness to the person you are complimenting, or maybe even slightly below that, you're a-okay to uh, compliment a person on their looks. If you are below average to very below average or to rock bottom on the look scale and you compliment someone on their looks, uh, that is... Uh, bad. <laughs> and by bad, I mean it is seen as, like I say, creepy. It, it's seen as, uh, I mean, they're offended at, sometimes. I'm not saying they all, I'm not saying everyone is. If they know, if, if they know a person, and, and this is, this is me talking about someone, two people who have never met before or two people who haven't, um, who've had limited interaction, uh, Sometimes just saying that stuff can be very off-putting. I've spoken to some women who have been complimented by someone who isn't a Brad Pitt type. And they felt weird about it. So much so that I was asked about it. I mean, I was a part of the conversation at one point where I was told, like, um is this cool? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> like, it's the, is, yeah, I'm not the one being flirted to, uh, you know, but I mean, I, I understood why it, it was asked. I understood why um, I was brought into the conversation because it's, you know, guys are weird. <laughs> the, the, the playing field for men nowadays to kind of attract a woman has changed dramatically before, you know, before the internet even, it was, I think, a little easier. You know, you, you, you had a smaller pool of people to flirt with. You had a smaller pool of people to, to date. And therefore, and it was all in person too. It was all face to face. So you had to put your best foot forward, you know, when you were flirting with somebody or when you were courting someone, you had to see them face to face. You had to say stuff to them. You had to, you know, be funny and be charming, you know, and um, especially if, you know, I keep saying, you know, especially if you're not necessarily a George Clooney type. And please, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please understand looks are a thing. Let us not fool ourselves into thinking that looks aren't a thing. I I agree that personality can certainly trump looks, but when you're in the beginning of the mating process, looks are important. You want to be attracted to that person. You want to be sexually attracted to that person. You want to be able to look at them and think, I could be yeah, I could kiss those lips or I can rub up against them if I, you know, if, if things go well, if they're not a weirdo. Yeah, I can see that happening. Like, come on. We cannot fool ourselves by thinking that we, we are at the very beginning of getting to know somebody. We are on the surface. We are, um, uh, uh shallow. All right. We care about the way a person looks. And then when you get to know them, weirdly enough, looks dissipate, disappear. And sometimes we are attracted to someone who, who, who may not necessarily be in our quote unquote league. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I 
don't know what happened to me, <laughs> but when I was a younger lad, I feel that quite often I somehow managed to attract and, and be with women who I felt were very much out of my league. Uh, they were very much more attractive than I was for certain. As a bigger gentleman, uh, I thought, well, these lovely women who are, again, I, I, it was when I first met them. I'm going to pay attention to their looks. Sorry, ladies. I don't know enough about them to, to judge them or, or judge them or, or base the, I don't know why I have to keep apologizing. Look, it's a thing. Ah, all right. So anyway, but yeah. You know, I take the risk and these, and I've been, I was very fortunate. And so, yeah, I'm, I am evidence that, that, yeah, yeah, people can look beyond looks. (laughs) Especially if you're funny and especially if you're charismatic and especially if you have a a personality that's, uh, that's, that's uh, just attractive. Now, I'm not saying I have that anymore <laughs> but uh i'm saying that i did back then and so we're in a we're in a place right now it seems that oh i hate saying this but i feel it's so appropriate i feel i feel it's so appropriate and i also feel that we've become so I don't want to say it's not even politically correct. It just becomes so walking. We just walk on eggshells over everything nowadays. We are so afraid of offending someone when we, when for so long, we're like, look, if you're, if you're offended, you shut, you turn off the podcast, you change the channel, you stop watching the movie, you stop buying the product, whatever, but you don't, Destroy people if you feel offended because why? I don't know. I get, I I think that's a, that that's the fear, you know, like if I, it's why I don't flirt with anybody nowadays anymore. A, because I, it has been repeated to me over and over again, time and time again, it has been, been repeated to me. A woman being nice isn't flirting. And I agree 100% with that. There are very many nice women out there who have been very kind to me. And I have never misconstrued it for flirting. But also, if they were flirting, I never misconstrued it for, or I never construed it for flirting. <laughs> so I don't, know if, I, I don't know if any woman has ever flirted with me. I, I find it highly doubtful. But, you know, statistically, I'm certain there was at least, well, Maybe not yet, but maybe in the future. Maybe never. Who knows? I don't know. But I have no idea. There was a Reddit AMA recently or something, or uh, not an AMA. It was a Reddit, uh, ask Reddit question about like, what is something women should know about men? And someone wrote on there that I get fully agree with. And I've mentioned it a million times. I'm going to mention it again. Like, ladies, if you're listening to the show, please be blunt. We don't, we cannot read signals. We cannot read signs. We cannot read subtlety. If you're at all interested or if you're at all anything, please just say it aloud. We can't read minds. And it's dangerous too as well. I think we can't just speculate. Like I said, people will speculate and uh, and mis- misunderstand and mis- misinterpret not kindness and niceness for flirting. And you don't want that. And I and and so and, and I think you have taught a lot of men this. And therefore, we do need another sign, <laughs> which is pretty much just straight up saying, hey, I would, you know, like to, et cetera, with you or whatever. So please, you know, be blunt. But th- I think that's, you know, there's just this, this, just this fear. Fear has been, has gripped a lot of people lately. There's been articles of CEOs afraid of, or CEOs like uh, Wall Street types, I guess, or um, upper management or whatever, afraid of interacting with women because there's a fear of uh, accusation. 
And of course, the, the backlash is, well, of course, because they're a creeper already. Why? I mean, they're obviously this, that, and the other thing. And, and to my, in my mind's like, okay, great. Awesome. Let's just assume that. But you're doing exactly what they're doing, which is they're assuming that someone will at some point blame them for something they didn't do. And so the fear is real. I, I don't know. We live in a world of hypocrisy, in all honesty. I think it's just how we are nowadays. You know, we only see one-sided. We never see the other side. We never do. It's not about seeing the other side, especially in the dating scene, you know. That there is, from what I've read, I can I could be wrong. I don't date. I don't know. But from what I see online, and again, the internet is just a cesspool of misinformation too so who knows but my understanding is that hey guys (laughs) be careful out there you know don't uh, make sure you get that consent app on your phone if you're gonna have relations with a lady and ladies uh, make sure you have the ability to uh, know kung fu or something because there's a dude around the corner that might do something like, I don't know anymore. Like we live in a nation of fear. We live in a society of fear. And I think it's only here in the U S and maybe in just most, in not maybe most Western countries. It's like that. I don't know if it's necessarily that in Eastern countries. I have no idea, but from articles and stuff that I keep reading and they keep popping up online. I'm just like, wow, we live with a lot of uncertainty so much uncertainty and i don't it, it's kind of scary in all honesty i'm not saying that's the reason why i don't go out there i don't go out there into the dating scene because i lack self-esteem and confidence but that's a whole other story for those who do have self-esteem and confidence i don't know you know i don't know but that's beside the point again i'm back i should i mean i want to talk about flirting really so flirting, when and should you do it? Ladies, I think you should. Uh, I think, uh, ladies, you should be more blunt and more straightforward and more assertive with your flirting. Men, I know the expectation for you is to also be assertive and please do so. Be assertive, but also know that, uh, uh to be cautious. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I mean, but also if you're going to flirt with somebody, especially online, don't, don't make it superficial. You know, if you're going to compliment someone, we in this current year (laughs) value, more of accomplishments and and like the things that they've done and 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 their you know their merit more than looks yes they're the pro i'm certain they know they're very pretty or very handsome i'm fairly certain they're aware of that even if they're not uh you don't have to necessarily point it out i guess i don't know i think if you're going to do it do it in person i think the only time you should i think online Especially, I think all flirtation and compliments, I feel so stupid saying this, but I feel like, I don't know. Am I, I, okay, this is what I need from you people who are listening. Ask your friends, ask your family, ask everyone. Because for me, and my understanding and my knowledge, flirting is a double-edged sword. If you don't meet requirements when you're flirting and complimenting, you're just going to get not only rejected, but you could get ostracized. You can get called out on the internet, and that's bad. Your reputation is on the line, from my understanding. But I need your help. Am I weird for thinking that? Am I wrong? I need, I just need just confirmation from people out there because 
I don't want to believe it's true, but part of me believes it's true. Part of me believes that if you go to a certain extent in regards to, to that type of interaction between sexes or within sexes, you're just going to have bad time. So how do people court nowadays? That's the other question I want to know. I don't have an understanding of how people court because according to articles that I've been reading, courting is still, you know, the flirting. Courting is still the, you know, the the getting together and 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 getting to know each other phase. But I don't know. Anyway, I'm exasperated. I think the internet doesn't help. I think because, you know, you'll see a lot of stuff online where um, people are uh, posting uh, like awkward uh, instant messages and direct messages from people and things that are just like, wow, dude, do you think, I, I think because I don't know, I, I don't think, wah, I don't know anymore. I don't think people understand the concept of flirting anymore. I don't think people understand the concept of, of compliments. You really, people are just so gung-ho and so straightforward and angry all the time and thinking that they're owed something. There's that, that level of, of um, entitlement that comes with flirting, I guess, or dating or whatever. It feels that way, at least, based on what I've been re- seeing lately. Based on what I've been seeing lately, that there there seems to be this this immense um, for men, um, and I'm I'm sure there's women out there as well who will be like, well, you know, I'm the best. Or, You're gonna love me. Or, so you you know you you should talk to me. Or, you should show me your boobs or whatever. Anyway, terrible talk. To- Why am I always negative when it comes to to this top to to this? Ugh, so bad. Let me just turn it around for one last thing for being positive. Okay, let me just be positive about one thing then. Here we go. Because I'm always negative about this stuff. And I think it's perpetuated by the fact that it is so... That's the only thing you see online, right? That's the only thing you see on Twitter, on Facebook. It's just at Reddit, they show you the bad I'm so certain there's a lot of success out there. I'm so certain that there's a lot of people out there. Obviously, I see couples everywhere. New couples, young couples, old couples, just couples all over the place. So obviously, love is real and intact and flirting and compliments are real and intact. And I, th- and, but, and, and we, weirdly enough, the only thing, you know, weirdly enough, you know, I, it's, it's just, I, I get, Exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah, all of those sounds and words put together, right? Makes a whole lot of sense. Anyway, the positive, the positive thing is that I don't believe it's as bad as it. I, as much as I, I see it and I'm confused by it and I'm asking questions about it on the show, I have enough of me that believes that's not the real thing going on in the world right now. I, my... My brain refuses to accept that this is how love is. This is how relationships are. It's fear. It's it, it, it's being gross. It's being weird. Like that's that's how you build relationships now. I don't think so. I mean, hell, like so many people I know are in relationships and they're grand, wonderful people, and so. Obviously, people are doing it right. Obviously, people are doing it right. And those listening right now, you'll do it right. I think I think it's an I don't think it's a numbers game. I hate the numbers game because that's what the um mystery that one stupid uh uh the dating advice guru guy says. It's a numbers game. You got to blah. I don't think it's that. I think it's sincerity. I think it is it's sincerity it is i hate saying being genuine it sounds like i'm just throwing out platitudes or something they're throwing out just these words but i think the most important thing is sincerity um and not trying too hard and not i guess just that entitlement business and maybe it's only again maybe it's only online but hopefully you don't feel that way hopefully you feel that you're kind and that you're good 
Um, and that if you're not meant for it, and look, that's the one thing I never talk about. I'm going to take the last couple minutes here to talk about this. Like me, I'm not meant for it. And I know there are people out there like, ah, oh, come on, everyone. Of course you're meant for it. No, 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 no. I am all sorts of screwed up. <laughs> like, like a million different ways I'm screwed up. I just never talk about it because that stuff is a little too much. Like that kind of stuff is stuff I don't really want to ever get into with anybody anywhere ever. But I know I'm screwed up. I'm very, very self-aware of how screwed up I am. And you're not going to get examples from me. I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody. No, 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 no. And I've been tempted. Don't get me wrong. I've been tempted to kind of be like, this is why I'm screwed up. But I don't see a point. You know, I know, I know for a fact I am. Okay. I know for a fact that I have all sorts of messed up. Um, and that's why. But you, I don't, but that, I think that's a rare thing. I believe it's not something that everyone experiences or are or is as a person. I think the people out there who are listening to this right now, you are the listener right here, right now. After you've done your self-reflection, I'm fairly certain you're going to be like, yeah, but I'm a decent human being. I'm a nice girl. I'm a nice guy. I'm kind. I'm gentle, not gentle, but I'm kind. I, I'm compassionate. You know, I, I understand what it is to feel affection. That's the beauty of it. I know people hate Valentine's Day as some kind of weird uh, corporate entity that is there to sell you candy and cards. But at the same time, it's celebrating something that I think is very, very positive. Loving someone in a, in an intimate way is, is fantastic is important uh, for a lot of people. Not everyone. There are a lot of happy singles who never want to be in a relationship. Awesome. They love them. That's also the celebration of Valentine's Day. It's just love. Do you love you? Do you love someone else? Um, celebrate it. Celebrate that love. And yeah, you could be cynical about it. And yeah, you can look at it as, a, as some kind of corporate chilling thing. Fine. You don't have to enjoy it at all. But I hope that people... Look, take all that stuff away and just look at it as like, hey, you know what? I have someone in my life of whom I truly care about in a way that is worth celebrating in some way, shape, or fashion. And here's a reminder. Here's a day where it's all about that. I'm going to go buy them some conversation hearts or a bottle of Martinelli's uh, cider, that apple cider. I'm going to buy them a bottle of that. We're going to open up a bottle, pour some in some flute glasses, and enjoy an evening of fine dining and music and an apple cider, <laughs> sparkling apple cider. And that's what you're going to do. And I think that's the best part about it all. And that the flirting was worth it. Taking the risk, taking the chance was worth it. You, 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 you swung for the fences and it turned into something beautiful. And I want to take the cynicism away from it all. I want to take away all of that weirdness from it all where we're just like second guessing everything. Love is awesome. I love love. I was reminded of it through some old letters. I was reminded how great it was. How much I would love to have that again. Also realizing that I am not fit for it as well. But that's fine. Because we ha all the rest, the people, we all out there, all y'all out there will hopefully have this thing. And if it's growing stale and if it's growing weird and it's growing weary, just take a step back and be like, okay, no, no, maybe I can, if this isn't for me, then maybe I can find love elsewhere. Or if this is for me, I can make it work. I want, I just want the love to work because I think it's a weird co construct we made up. I don't know how real it is, but oh, it's so good. It's so great sometimes. And it makes you feel in a way that I have been reminded recently. It makes you feel. It made me feel alive, at least. And I'm hoping it makes other people feel alive as well. But anyway, there you go. 23 minutes of rambling over flirting and whatnot. <sighs> Maybe I need like 20 hours of sleep to make this show make sense. Anyway. 
Thanks everyone for listening. You guys have been awesome, uh, especially for putting up with all this business. I don't even know. I don't even know why you're putting up with all this. You guys should. You guys should uh, respect yourself more and not listen to the show. <laughs> um. So go ahead and write in OFSShow at gmail.com. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, 347-450-4335 is the phone number for our voicemail and text message. And I say our, that's me. Um, the website is sincersarcasm.net. And my Twitter account is at AKA the other guy. Before we go, I have one last thing to talk about. Um, and that is a message that was left uh, by Right Cow. Thanks again to all, to my, uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, fans and, and and listeners, and those who continue to write in and contribute, like right cow left coast, like listeners mate too, like uh, like Tony, uh, Tony, like Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. I was looking at Tony's name from the anyway, and Tommy who has who has uh, contributed emails and and, and uh, has just uh, y'all have been so great uh, with it, and uh, so. I did get a message in regards to some of the questions and stuff that I asked in the previous episode uh, from Right Cow. So I want to share a little bit of this with you all, one of which was um, his love of Orville. I think Orville is great. I think I mentioned that in the previous episode. He, uh, Right Cow, also a fan, thinks it's great um, uh, and uh, awesome. I'm very happy about that as well. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, for recommendation, um, that I believe it was a recommendation in regards to, uh, the, the question I had from the last episode, which was, uh, uh, about robots and AI. Um, I haven't listened to the entire thing. It is a, an audio book, but it's called Fra- Friendship is Optimal. Uh, it was a recommendation from him, uh, to, to listen to, um, and yeah, it's a, apparently it's a possible future, uh, in regards to AI and robots. So take a, take a listen to that if you are at all interested. So there you go. Again, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I'm sorry it was late last, uh, last week. Had a bunch of shows to get that I did that I was a guest co-hosting in, so I was kind of busy. And I am realizing, and this would have been out sooner, but again, I'm realizing I need sleep to be able to do a show well and to be able to do a show properly. That's just me talking. Oh my god, it's too long. I'm looking at the time. Holy gamoli! All right, everyone, thanks for again. Talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>